Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. We are in part 10. The stone which the builders rejected, going through 1 Thessalonians. And so we have been going through So we have been going through the witnessing the gospel message um, by the power and the character and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we learned about that the Holy Spirit is the computer of the world, which means brings down arguments. We know that in ministry and in witnessing the grace that God is doing in our heart and our lives and its reflection in, in how we live is, is the best example of a character change. Uh, we also have learned about the effect of something to affect us so that the effect of what we see, what God has done in our lives, to allow it to affect. And the affect meaning that something, look upon something that is not natural for me and to change my life into that, to mold my life into that. And we've also learned that truth is substance, that truth is actually the meaning of life, that truth is, is where when people are searching for an identity or searching for something in their life, they find nothing when they all they do is they look for different definitions of what they think their life is. The only way to find substance in your life is to go after truth. The only way to find a true meaning in your life is to go after truth. And that leads into growing your faith by following after truth and that your faith may inspire others. Okay, so it's like, why do I continue to do? Why do I keep on following? Is, is so that we inspire the faith of others, so that we encourage others in the faith to actually do that. And then last week we, we learned about concept and how concept is based on seeing something and experiencing something and then, and then living that and, and the concept that we have and how we as in earthly ways in our own mindsets, we take the concepts and we try to wrap rules around certain concepts so that other people look and see things the way our own life is seen the way our own life, um, the way we see things. So like if I want you to have the concept, I need to show you how I look at something. 
But that's not what that's not what our relationship with God is. We need to have a concept that is based and founded in Jesus the Christ the Messiah. That my concept of following after God has nothing to do with what I feel seems right to me, but it is the concept that of what I see and what what Jesus has already put down. And and we learn that in, in Thessalonica. So this mind be in you, having your mind uh, just as Christ and the authority with which Christ actually um, comes in and steps in. So in today, we're going into the stone which the builders rejected, and we're going to go into Psalms. And if you're thinking, man, that's a lot of verses that I have, you know, like in the main screen, um, trust me, it'll actually not take that long because um, I really don't have that much. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, Psalm 118, 22, verse 22. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day, and I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that as we go into your word today, and as we research you, and as we seek you out, and as we ask, and as we knock, and I pray, Father, that our hearts and minds will be open to your word, that you may just reveal the things that we need to know and that, that we need to do. I thank you, Father, for everything you do and who you are. In your name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> Paul, in his letter, starts to deal with the concept of eternity. So if you flip over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And he says in, in verse 13, he says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven and with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. And so Paul starts going into this and starts dealing with a uh, the the thought of a, of eternity of after okay kind of it, it really challenges that one thought that you know this is the life this is all you got and once you die then that's it um, and we have something we have a goal we have something that's going to be further than but it also was a lot of people were not wanting to die or have their loved ones die or there was even beliefs that to try and keep them alive or something along those lines so they'd bury them they'd even have feeding holes for them it was really interesting when you do some some research if you if you don't know the history of that it, it gets very very interesting people thought that whole entire uh, you know that they don't die that they're going to need food or something along those lines and so it gets it gets very interesting different thought processes of what happens when you die and the concept the concept of eternity is difficult because it can only be revealed to us by God because he's the, he's the one that is eternal, right? 
So that revelation it, that he reveals is understanding that through Jesus, everything is matched. Everything is, is laid out and the foundation upon who Jesus is. And eternity and our location in eternity is wrapped up in our decision and our belief. However, how we are judged is not based on, on what we believe it to be, but it's based on and judged by Jesus. And that is our measuring. That is the measurement, the chief cornerstone. The phrase used in Psalms 118 that we started this morning out with can be found in Job 38, 1 through 7. And let's see, oh, give me one second here. I'll get over to Job. And in Job 38, Jesus is answering, or God is answering Job out of the whirlwind. And because Job has had some, you know, things, and obviously things are going on. And in, and in verse 1 of chapter 38 of Job, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To, where, to what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, and it keeps on going on, God keeps on labeling out, but the cornerstone, that which everything is set by, the cornerstones, you would, you would lay out the cornerstones. The cornerstones both gave you how big the building was and, and set its limits and set its boundaries of what it can be. It could only be this tall or it can be only be this short. It set everything. You would set your plumb line to it so that you knew that when something was straight, you would actually set it, set it up so that when you drop the line and it would make marks on, on the cornerstone to make sure that things were lined up exactly the way it needed to be the cornerstone the psalmist however when we were going through and we started out this morning takes it even further to basically say that Jesus is not just a cornerstone but he is the chief cornerstone that in Psalms 118 21 through 24 I will praise you for you have answered me and have become my salvation the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The whole entire thing about Jesus is the fact that the Lord, this is the Lord's doing. This is God's doing and how he actually established the Savior. And not only was it the, the cornerstone, it was the chief cornerstone. Everything was going to be laid out by this one. And this is, this is further extended 
And you know me, every time I get a chance to actually bring in the book of John, which is all the time, I always will bring in the book of John because I, I, I kid you not, if you, if you haven't spent time in the book of John, you really need to spend time in the book of John. You really, 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 really should. And in the book of John, chapter 1, Verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus is that light that everything is compared to but it's not just it's not just for salvation it's for everything it's for eternity it is for our life how you measure where you measure where are your limits where are you're not your limits well let me tell you something you do have limits you do have limits by the way it is not your job to save people Jesus Christ did that on the cross it is not your job to convince other people that they need to be saved. That is the Holy Spirit, the computer of the world, who comes in and actually is that conviction. And that confutes and that proves wrongs. What is my job? Where is my limits? Where is, my, where is that cornerstone? What did Jesus do when he came onto this earth? If I am following after Jesus, I'm following after the example of what Jesus made. And Jesus says, I did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. So if I'm following after Jesus, I'm shining a light that shines forth Jesus. I'm walking in that salvation. I have my limits. I can't change you and you can't change me the only thing that i can do is live a life that follows after christ and encourage one another and build one another up and inspire the faith of others by following after truth right so the chief cornerstone jesus combines the phrase with the parable of the vine dresser. And the parable of the vine dresser, you can find it in, in the, that, that parable in Matthew, you can find it in, in Mark, and you can find it in Luke. I chose the Luke version of it because it just gave slightly bit different detail. And in Luke chapter 20, verses 1 through 19, now it happened on one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel and the chief priests and the scribes together with the elders confronted him and spoke to him saying, tell us by what authority are you doing these things or who is he who gave you this authority? But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. 
So they answered that they did not know where it was from, and Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And this is very much of an indication. If you're willing to listen to truth, he is willing to reveal. If you're willing to listen to truth, he is willing to reveal. If you are willing and have a willing heart to be guided into that light, and get and step out of the darkness, there is something there. But there has to be a willingness to be able to acknowledge the fact that he is truth. There has to be a willingness to acknowledge the fact that at some point in time in my life, I'm willing to admit that I am wrong. And if you're willing to actually get to that point, and you're willing to say, you know what? I'm wanting to listen to truth. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Then he began to tell the people this parable. And remember, parables were what he used because you would have to really truly ask him. You'd really have to seek him to find out what the true meaning of the background was. If you wanted to know who he was, you had to go beyond your basic understanding. You had to be willing to say, I don't understand. I'm willing to learn. All of this is a direction. All of this steps in to eternity. Then he began to tell the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard, leased it to the, vin the vine dressers, and went into a far country for a long time. Now, at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that they might give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the vine dresser beat him and sent him away empty handed. Again, he sent another servant, and they beat him also, treated him shamefully, and sent him away empty handed. And again he sent a third, and they, they wounded him also and cast him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Probably they will respect him when they see him. But when the vine dressers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the, the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And this was their this was their comment back. And when they heard it, they said, Certainly not. No person ever in an every day when they are confronted with the revelation that they're going to get in trouble for what they have actually done, for what they're doing in their heart and in their mind, wants to listen. The thing about it is, is that how does one respond? Does one respond with a humble and a broken heart? Or does one respond with, that can't be? Because that's not what I believe. That's not what I want to believe is going to happen to me when I live the life that I choose. My life is not based on, or my at the end of my life, when I stand before God, it's not based on what I think is going to happen. It's based upon the chief cornerstone. 
You're like, Greg, you started out in Thessalonica, and I will get back in the Thessalonians. He's dealing with eternity. Eternity has to have an understanding that a relationship with God through Jesus is the important part, that my life being changed by God through Jesus is the important part. It's not about whether or not I feel or my opinions about something, but that the chief cornerstone is the thing that measures. Everything comes from that point. My life, my interactions, who I am, what I'm doing, and how I do it. Verse 17, then he looked at them. I can only imagine. Jesus was looking at you. Do you would you really actually think that you hid anything from him? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I don't know a whole lot, but I'm pretty positive that if Jesus looked you in the eye, that there is not a feeling in your mind that you think that you have anything hidden from him in any way, shape, or form. He looked at them and said, what then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. It is better to go to God with a broken heart and a contrite spirit and to go and seek forgiveness and to go and understanding that you are wrong, understanding that he will walk you through, rather than convince yourself that you are right, convince yourself that you're okay, convince yourself that everything is just fine in your world and this is the way it is, only to have that rock fall on you. When we come to that cornerstone, we fall down, we submit, For and the day comes and the dead in Christ will rise and we're looking at eternity and we're looking at all that all those things that are going to come on we know what eternity holds we know that there's a choice we know that there's things going on not everybody does understand eternity there's a lot of people out there who are going into eternity who have not a clue that they're doing and what they're doing We as a people, as a body of Christ, coming in, witnessing, you are in the exact position where you need to be to deliver the kind of love, to deliver kindness. Is that your witness? We've already seen that the witness of Christ comes out of power of the Holy Spirit and a character that we're walking. And you are not. Remember where your limits are. It is not your responsibility to save. It is your responsibility to walk and to do. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you do. I thank you for how you lead our lives and how you guide us. And as we enter into communion, Father, I pray, Father, that we may remember the blood that was shed for us, the life that is in us, and that we may follow after you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. This, by the way, is going to be the foundation for chapter 5, because chapter 5 is going to continue. That relationship and that solid relationship of, of him being the chief cornerstone is actually going to go right into that. So next week, part 11, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. 
I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.